Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidate Interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator today, and my name is Diane Martin-Liebert, and I'd like to introduce the candidates for Madison Common Council District Number 13, Sarah Eckridge and Zach Madden. We're going to start off with, uh, you have three minutes to answer um, the first question and then two minutes for the following questions. And we're going to start with you, Sarah. The first question is, what educational, vocational, or civic experience do you have which qualifies you for this office, and why are you running for the Madison Common Council? Thank you. Thank you for doing these interviews to the League for co-sponsoring. What a great opportunity for us to speak with people in a new way that we don't usually get to. So I'm running for Common Council in District 13 because Madison is facing just a variety of economic, social, and community issues, particularly around growth, around racial disparities, and around making sure that we continue our legacy of environmental stewardship. I believe that I have experience to bring to the table to serve District 13 well at this busy time in this engaged district. I've worked for city government. I worked for the city council in Boston, uh, working for the council president there on many similar issues to what we're seeing in District 13 around a uh, district that has a lot of residential neighborhoods, uh, infrastructure like universities, um, hospitals, and small businesses. So having that prior experience, I think, will be a valuable asset to Madison and to the Common Council. Currently, I've been back in Madison now for about seven years working in health policy. My background educationally is in public health and public management, which I think will be an asset to the city. Both of, All my degrees are from University of Wisconsin at Madison. This is home for me. I'm really happy. My husband and I are really happy to have come back here, settled here, and engaged in the district. So that's the experience that I bring. Um, Again, I said I work now in health policy at a state and federal level for covering kids and families. We bring coalitions together to help people enroll in health insurance and make sure that our community in Dane County and statewide is healthy and can be productive members of society. So I think that coalition building experience will be really valuable on the Common Council and for District 13. Well, thank you. Zach? Thanks. Well, um, thanks for having me. I'm Zach Madden, running for District 13 Alder. Um, kind of how I got involved in the district is when I moved to Madison. I came to Madison to get my undergraduate degree from Edgewood College, where I have a um, bachelor's degree in American political science and then also global comparative political science. And through my work at Edgewood, both in the College Democrats there and um, being the president of student government, got engaged in working on local issues and local races and and getting people out to vote, registering people mm -hmm. to vote. And through that, really got connected to a lot of the neighborhood issues that were happening around Monroe Street and Park Street. And, and through that, got involved in more city issues and, and looking at things that were affecting the city as far as growth and racial disparities and poverty. And through that work, um, met Lisa Subek. Um, and we worked on some local races together. And um, when she was at United Wisconsin, she brought me on the board of directors there. 
And when she decided to run for state assembly, she hired me to be her campaign manager. And after she won, um, she hired me to be her legislative aide in the state capitol, which is what I do during the day. And want to take my fight to City Hall at night um, because I think really the city needs some more neighborhood voices in City Hall. We look at District 13 and the issues surrounding growth and development and lots of projects that are going on and really making sure that as we grow and as we develop that neighborhood voices are at the table. And I think that's really important and that's why I'm running for this seat. Oh, thank you. Okay, Zach, this question is yours. What one issue involving your district residents' needs do you want to be a particular advocate for and what will you propose as a solution or solutions for it? Yeah, and I mentioned the, the most important issue in this district is development. With Monroe Street, Regent Street, and Park Street in the district, we've seen a real boom in growth. And I think that's extremely exciting, not only for the area, but for the city as a whole. The reality is that with that growth, comes a lot of responsibility to make sure that we do it in a way that makes sense for the neighborhood. And what I want to do is really bring neighborhood voices to the table to make sure that when there's a project being proposed that we get neighborhood ideas, that we hear concerns that people have, and then we move forward with the project so that we get everybody who has a stake in the game at the table and we work through our problems, we work through concerns, and, and get ideas on the table because I think we get better projects and a really engaging process for the city when everybody comes together and works on something instead of neighborhoods having to react to something. I think that will not only be good for District 13, but it'll help the city grow um, and be a real asset to the city of Madison. Thank you. Lisa? Sarah, same Sarah. question. Sarah. Yeah. No, that's okay. Um, I think Zach hit the nail on the head. When we're talking to people at their doors, it's very clear that development is the key issue in District 13. What I would say about development is that we really tend to take sometimes a reactive view to development in the whole city and in District 13. And I think if we can work to get more proactive and think about what our vision is for District 13, for our city, and have plan set in place so that everyone knows the process, both the residents and the developers and the businesses that are going to engage so that they know the best levers for them to work on to be engaged in development in the neighborhood. That's how we make sure that our vision is actually what comes in reality instead of reacting piecemeal to projects as they come. I think that's the experience that I bring from working on these issues in a city like Boston and working more recently on coalition building approaches, is that leadership to make sure that everyone's at the table and we're getting to the vision that we've all articulated, putting our values into the projects that we see in District 13. Thank you. Sarah, you get this one. Dane County Executive Joe Parisi has come out with specific measures to work on the intertwined issues of poverty and racial disparities. What do you see as the role for the City Council on these issues? And what specific measures do you support to assist in this regard? And do you have any other ideas for the city to deal with these problems? Mm -hmm. This is an issue that's near and dear to my heart and one of the main reasons that I decided to run. I've been working with the YWCA on their racial justice initiatives as a facilitator and a participant in their trainings for years. And they just do a great job of having the conversation about what race and privilege means in our in our community, and that's something that we're, have, we're starting to really see impact Madison, and the county has really stepped up in this regard when it comes to taking those dialogues and conversations that we're having as a community and translating them into policy. So the city, I think, needs to play a similar role, needs to say, 
We need to encourage as a leading body, being the city council and the mayor and the alders, need to keep that conversation alive in our neighborhoods and in our city as a whole about what racial disparities do to us, what privilege means, how we move forward as a community, but also how do we implement policies so that we get at the structural biases in our system that actually make it so that we reduce disparities. So things that I see that are promising is the work that Public Health Madison-Dean County is doing around staff groups and trainings and making sure that you know we have control over city staff and budgets, and that's one lever that we can pull, making sure that offices like the clerk's office are engaging in the ways that they are interacting with the public because they're the face of government for people when they engage. Mm -hmm. That we're looking at our hiring practices as a city and actually ensuring that our job requirements are at a place where people can get into government, get good and paying jobs, and leading the private sector and coming along with that and partnering with us when it comes to job training and and job qualifications and recruiting in particular. So those are some policy solutions that I see being implemented, but again, it's an area that we've seen the county start to step Mm -hmm. up, the city needs to step up as well and ensure that all of our policies and practices are analyzed and then executed using an equity lens. Okay, thank you. Zach. Thanks. Well, I think, you know, there's a lot on this issue that's extremely important and and obviously having conversations about the issues that we see in Dane County is important. What I like to do is look at what can the city council do because I think that's important in a lot of different issues. We talk about um, a lot of different issues in, in campaigns but we really need to look at what can the city council do to impact this issue and one of the things that I think is really critical that the city council can do is invest in neighborhoods, invest in neighborhood centers. In District 13, we have the oldest neighborhood center in the city of Madison, Neighborhood House, which brought together a long time ago Germans and Polish and Italian folks. And the reason why it was successful is because it brought all the kids of these different communities together. They learned about each other's cultures. They learned their their similarities and their differences. And that changed the shape of that neighborhood and changed the shape of the city of Madison. Those are the same kinds of things that we can do today. You look at the investments that we've made in neighborhood centers on the southwest side and the west side. We need to take that all over the city because every every neighborhood needs to have access to those resources to help build community and to make sure that our kids can be successful because I think this is a foundational piece of how we can really get at some of these racial disparities is by the city providing that foundational aspect of neighborhood centers and building community because that's how I think we start solving this problem. Certainly there's a lot of other things that we need to do but I think that's the first piece and it's a piece that the city council can work on. Okay, thank you. Okay, now where are we? Zach, you get this one. How are you preparing to be part of the council grappling with the ramifications for the city of the governor's budget proposals, which most likely will be passed by the state legislature? Yeah, every year it's getting harder and harder for the city of Madison to keep doing what we're doing because we're having to do more with less every year. And what that means for the city council is we need to have innovative ideas, fresh ideas, and a new perspective of looking at things. And I've done a lot of work working with other alders like Marsha Rummel and Mike Revere and talking with people about how we can be more effective and innovative with how we spend our money. Because state government, in my in my day job, I know that that's a path that's going to continue for a little longer and we need to not wait until that's over, but 
think how we can be more innovative now. And also, I think what we need to do is press for more progressive state policy because that's how we change it too. And certainly city council members and alders can be an active and vocal part in showing the state how when you invest in Madison, it has economic benefit all over the state because we are an economic engine of, Mad of Wisconsin. And when you invest in us and give us the resources to run a great city, it's going to have benefits for the rest of Wisconsin. So we need to do a better job of talking about that and pushing the state to invest in Madison so that we can be that economic driver for the state of Wisconsin. Thank you. Thank you. Sarah? Yeah, I've worked and advocated on the past few city budgets in health by policy area and know what a struggle it is. It's a really challenging time fiscally and we're feeling that at the city level and it's really putting some constraints on what we can do and I think that really needs to motivate us to think innovatively and to think about partnerships, thinking particularly about public-private partnerships and how we pay for things and how we make sure that the initiatives that we're putting forward, the programs that we're doing are going to be structurally sound and financially sustainable into the future. And so that means looking at multiple sources of revenue. One example that I'll give, I worked for the city council I mentioned in Boston. We brought together partners from the hospital system, um, the state payer, so Medicaid, federal, and state payer money, um, the housing community, and the police department to put a housing first initiative in the ER where they were seeing homeless people who are coming up as frequent flyers in the emergency department putting them directly into housing with supportive services that were paid for by all of these different groups. It saves all of those groups money, but unless we make sure that we're paying from all the sources that are achieving savings when we're thinking about initiative or innovative policy solutions to pay, we're not thinking strategically about how funding is going to continue because it's going to be tight, and so we have to know how to work those policy levers in a sustainable way. Okay, thank you. Sarah, you get this one. The neighborhoods of your district are not in areas where development issues are often focused. How do you prioritize developments, such as the Judge Doyle Square, the uh, public market, and the Garver feed mill? And how do you see yourself representing your district in the discussion and votes on these developments? Mm -hmm. Yeah, our district actually has had a lot of practice yeah. <laughs> um, when it comes to engaging in developments lately. As Zach mentioned, we've got Monroe Street, Regent Street, and Park Street that are just booming corridors. So when it comes to thinking about public participation, I think being an active member in my own neighborhood association in Dudgeon Monroe, we're really trying to figure out how the committees of the neighborhood associations step up and become leaders and experts in development and zoning. So when it comes to those citywide projects that you mentioned, I think we will have better tools in District 13 when it comes to already having engaged residents around development that they've got some of that background already. And so if we ask them what their perspective is, they're ready and able to answer and engage in those discussions. And that, I believe, is our role as the alders, to make sure that we're getting the pulse of our district and we're bringing it to City Hall when it comes to those big projects that are all of our tax dollars. We have to be good stewards of that tax money that's coming from our district. And our district is ready to engage in those discussions, and they're doing it. Okay, thank you. I think really two parts um, to my answer. First is the investment and in, in infrastructure in neighborhoods to handle that neighborhood development, the Monroe Street, Regent Street, Park Street development that we're seeing. And I've had the benefit of working with people in the Dudgeon Monroe neighborhood to strengthen this idea of 
neighbors getting together and working on individual projects that come up so that there's point people and there's people that are constantly thinking about development and been able to work on trying to bring that over to the Bay Creek neighborhood and working with people there to kind of put that same infrastructure in place so that instead of reacting to something all the time, that neighborhoods are a part of that development process. And I think that's really important because that's what neighborhoods want. They want to be a part of that development, and having this kind of process is critical to that becoming a reality. The second piece on the projects that you mentioned, I think one big thing for me is in these large development pro projects like Judge Doyle Square and these others that are downtown and on the Near East Side, where sometimes developers are asking for subsidies and there's a lot of other aspects of the projects, making sure that these projects have a benefit to the community is extremely important, especially if we're going to put any tax dollars involved in these projects. We need to make sure to the city uh, residents of Madison that there is a benefit that's going to be coming from these projects. And I think that's critical. I've worked with Marsha Rummel a lot on this and my boss Lisa Subak on this um, to make sure that when we do have these big projects on a, on a more citywide aspect, that we make sure that community benefits are a part of the project. And I think that's really important. Okay, thank you. Um, the next question is yours, Zach. Which one or two policy issues do you see yourself either having or gaining deeper knowledge about, and why will this focus be of benefit to your district residents? Yeah. Well, one, obviously, we've heard a lot of um, today already is development, and mm -hmm. that being the number one issue in the district, it's something I've had a lot of experience working on, both in Dungeon Monroe and Greenbush and Bay Creek, working to ensure that neighborhoods, neighborhood voices are in that process. Mm -hmm. So that's an issue that I'm going to continue to, to work on, and, and excited about on the city level once elected to be able to work at addressing some of the issues in the process that we see. And so I'm really interested in working on that issue. The other issue that I am bring some experience to and want to work on in the city is environmental issues. Uh, this district takes up a good portion of Lake Wingra's watershed. It surrounds Lake Wingra and also sits on Monona Bay. And we've seen a lack of environmental protections to Monona Bay and to Lake Wingra, I think we can really step that up. I'm happy to um, be working with Jim Lorman on a lot of this stuff to when we redo Monroe Street, um, when Monroe Street is reconstructed, to put in green infrastructure in the street to make sure that on Park Street, when we have construction because of our growth, we hold those construction sites accountable to make sure that there's not runoff in the lakes. Because at the end of the day, what makes Madison Madison is having these beautiful lakes. It's why people come here, live here. It's why they travel here and tour here and start businesses here, is having a beautiful city. We need to make sure that we protect that, and that's an issue I'm really committed to working on. Okay. Sarah? Yeah, similar vein, the issue being development in District mm -hmm. 13. The two issues that I, to answer your question, would want to get more experience working on stem from that issue, um, the first being those environmental issues. And I think that's one of the places where the city can better work with county government and with mm -hmm. the Lakes and Watershed Commission, for example, having that authority over the lakes that we in the district sit on and impact directly when it comes to development making sure that we're being proactive and developing those relationships and partnerships so that in the development process we are accounting for when it comes to actually the conditions of using and building 
what the environmental impact is. So that's one area. The second area that stems from the greater development is just traffic and parking issues. Um, there's great concerns I'm hearing a lot from residents about how we are working on transit in Madison and the direct impact on District 13 of the need for better transit mm -hmm. options, ensuring, you know, as a public health professional, we have to have biking, walking, busing. It's just critical to having active communities and healthy communities. So that traffic and parking issue is going to be critical as the city's growing, and it's something that I would highly prioritize as an alder. Okay, thank you. Well, we're now down to the one-minute closing statements. Sarah, you get to start. Well, I just will be brief and say thank you so much for having me today. I look forward to bringing my experience to City Hall. I know that I will serve as an effective alder in District 13, and the issues are, are huge, and they're really important, and we need someone who's going to be a leader in bringing the community together to solve the problems that are facing our district in 13. So I'll ask for the vote of District 13 residents on April 7th and look forward to being in touch. SarahForCouncil.com is my website, and I'd be happy to talk more with anyone who's interested in having a conversation with me. Thank you. Zach? Thanks, and, and thanks to the League of Women Voters and City Channel for hosting this. I really appreciate that. I'm running on the foundational idea of whether it's road reconstruction or development project or really whatever the city's looking at, I think our priority should always be to engage citizens uh, early in the process so that we can hear those neighborhood ideas, address concerns people have, and then move forward. I think we get better projects and a better process for the city of Madison. And my work in neighborhoods and, and with neighborhood leaders is has shown, and that's why State Representative Therese Berceau is supporting me. It's why the um, hard-working folks at the City of Madison that asked me are supporting me and why I'm endorsed by the Democratic Party of Dane County and I hope that I can earn the support of the voters in District 13. If you want to learn more about um, more issues or anything about me, my website is www.maddenformadison.com. Okay, thank you. Well, unfortunately, it's time for us to close. I want to thank you too and our viewers for watching the show. Um, and I'd like to remind everybody, like you did, that April 7th is uh, Election Day, and please vote. Uh, and if you'd like more information about voting or the candidates, please get our co a copy of our candidates' answers. You can get them from the League office by calling 232-9447 or go online for lwvdanecounty.org. Thank you for being with us.